0: Thanks for uh, tuning back in. You have found um, either on purpose or by accident. I guess it really doesn't matter. I'm just darn glad you're here. Woohoo! Episode 17 of the Mighty Thor podcast. We are a uh, Marvel Thor fan podcast. Uh,
1: and a spoiler podcast.
0: And a spoiler podcast. Uh, we get together every couple weeks, Terry and I. Um, that's Terry.
1: So, Hi everybody yeah,
0: There she is. Um, to talk about Thor Old And in one week to talk about Thor New and Old So, bi-weekly podcast We are a, a complete, total spoiler podcast We will tell you everything about the book that we're looking at um, Not too big a deal, maybe Because we're talking about, in, on one show uh, every month We're talking about the old Journey into Mystery books that's uh, about forty years old. I mean, if you feel you've been spoiled on that, uh, I uh, I hate that for you. Sorry. Now, the other podcast we do talk about the newest issue of the current volume of Thor, uh, which is this particular show. We've got lined up Journey into Mystery issues one, nineteen, and one twenty, and we are talking about also issue six twenty of the current Thor volume. Uh, came out about a week and a half ago. So. Uh, you'll have plenty of warning when we're getting ready to talk about that book, so if you want to shut it off or you know, however you want to handle so you're not spoiled. I understand. Uh, Are you my... calling
1: our audience spoiled?
0: So you're not spoiled. No, I was, as a verb.
1: Oh, okay. You know,
0: so, um, I understand the feeling about that. I, I get my books monthly also from uh, internet mail order, so my new books won't be here until Monday, it looks like, but I have managed to acquire an issue of Thor from my local comic book shop, so um, I, I spread my money around. I try to keep my local comic book shop happy, some and my personal self happy because the books are cheaper, some. So, all right, uh, we're going to start off this sh- episode with a uh, little feedback from our Uber fan, Way.
1: Love you, Way.
0: Uh, this is in response to a calling out that my co-host Terry did of Way to uh, get him to explain a, further explain a, a theory that he had presented to us earlier. Uh, way starts out, Hello again, I started listening to your podcast today at work, but streaming from any site over my phone can be dicey, so I did not get very far in. I did, however, get far enough to hear Terry's subtle hint. Terry, how did you hint?
1: I said, Way, um, tell us, Way. So that, Can we hear from you, way? That's
0: Terry Subtle. Uh, did hear Terry Subtle hint about giving more details about Loki and being written out of the Asgardian fate. Thor, issue 614, after the Desira defeated, and this is 14, 13, 12, 11, so uh, right around Thor 611, which was the start of this story he's talking about is when... Terry and I finally got up to gumption to start this podcast, mm-hmm. so that's about as far as we have been talking since, like, 6-11, 6-12, and we're doing six twenty 20 uh, tonight. So.
1: And out of the two storylines, between that storyline and this storyline, I preferred that one.
0: Oh, I dug the Desir very much, I did, yeah. too. Um, okay, after the Desir defeated, Thor and Hela spend a page speaking of Loki. Thor tell, tells Hela he wants to speak to Loki, and Hela replies that Loki is not in hell and is barred from entering because of a deal he brokered with Mephisto. Now, at this point, due to some other things, uh, storyline prior to this storyline, Loki is dead. The machinations that he, he put in place and started, he did before that. Uh, I don't necessarily know that that was on screen at the time, but it was on screen in a flashback, so... Uh, Hela actually completely wrote Loki from the books of Hell. Hela then goes on to say that she thought that Loki was merely removing himself from fate. While she doesn't say that's what he actually did, it seems to me that she implied that he did at least that. As of the end of Thor 614, both Thor and Hela believed that Loki's spirit had been completely obliterated, that he had committed total suicide, complete annihilation. Way uh, continues here. I, I may write again later. I'm going to be downloading the actual podcast and putting it on my iPod to listen to tomorrow. But I thought you might like to know that the Mighty Thorcast is one of two podcasts that I find worth the effort of trying to stream through my phone the day it comes out. Thank you, Way. That is awesome. Thank you very much. That is just cool to know that you know there is someone who has told us. I'll you know I'll admit there there may well be others, and that's cool. Here's somebody that has told us that, you know, that podcast that you guys put out, I think is so cool that I, you know, put this much effort into listening to it as soon as I can. That's, that's just, that's cool. All right. Um, As I said, the first book we're going to talk about this evening is Journey into Mystery, issue 119. This is the original volume of Journey into Mystery. There has been one, I think, in... Here in another couple months, there's going to be another volume. So this is the uh, 1952 volume, I think, is when it first started being published. That was before Marvel was Marvel. That was back in the old uh, Atlas days.
1: I um, really dig this cover.
0: Yeah, this is a cool cover. This it's 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 four four panels. Uh, each panel could be like one page in in the book. Mm-hmm. But the cover is split into four, and it's got Thor, the Destroyer, Loki, and Odin in it, the the four major players of the story, each with its own little blurb. And then the main blurb on the book says, All this and more awaits you in the day of the Destroyer. So that's kind of cool. shows you all the men people. Men people? Main people. Uh, I recognize the Odin and the Destroyer pictures from the book, Is the Loki and Thor picture, actual pictures from the book? Do you remember?
1: The Loki is, I'm thinking the Thor might be.
0: It probably is if the other three are. The
1: Loki is where he's mad because something hasn't gone right.
0: Okay. So, all right, inside we see that uh, Thor uh, is still fighting the Destroyer, which uh, has been going on since last issue. Um, Don't don't really want to go too much into what has gone on before in the books. If you guys want to know that, please uh, download the previous podcast, and, and we spent the whole podcast talking about that stuff. So, um, Thor is not, not really doing too well, and he currently is without his hammer because the, uh, the destroyer kind of busted it there. And all of a sudden, Thor realizes that he's gone um, immaterial or um, uh, unsolid. Like like a ghost or something like he that. He puts
1: it, I'll be transformed into another element.
0: So, yeah. Okay. So, His
1: molecular uh, structure has changed.
0: So he realizes that the destroyer, you know, currently isn't hurting him. Uh, he decides to get away because the destroyer says, well, you know, I only need a second to change the density of my force bolts, and they will be able to hit you. So... Thor uh, escapes, phasing through walls and floors and whatnot, and comes to a a lower um, like a chamber or, or hallway in this big fortress that Odin built to house the Destroyer. Uh, kind of, he, you know, he, he catches his breath and is kind of taking a break here, figuring out what to do next. We then see the guards that are guarding Loki in Asgard. They haven't heard anything from Loki in a little while. I'm kind of curious what he's doing. So they go into his cell and and see that he is uh, uh, unconscious, like uh, asleep. Almost comatose, but they do manage to rouse him, wake him, and then, uh, feeling that their job is done in waking him, they leave. And Loki, uh, you know, kind of mumbling here, still kind of sleepy-headed, we realize that he was the one, using his mental power, that turned Thor immaterial. And um, that worked momentarily, but, you know, he he knows that it's not done. He still needs to figure out a way to get Thor out of the predicament he's in. Again, the whys and wherefores were discussed in the previous issue. And and
1: trust us, it's not because he's turned into a good guy and And, turned over another leaf. It's because he's afraid he'll get into big, big trouble with daddy. It's
0: it's not altruistic it's not
1: altruistic. And there's the panel picture from the... Color. Yeah, but they
0: colored it green. Yeah, they colored is, it green okay. and blue. Um, So, Loki decides, well, you know, hmm, what else can I do? Oh, she has helped me before. I'll see if the Norn Queen can uh, help me again. Uh, most recently, we saw the Norn Queen because Loki used her help. But previous her uh, Previous podcast, yeah. L- listen to the last podcast. There's a lot of references directly because this, this storyline is tied in. Quite a bit more from book to book than some of the other storylines have mm-hmm. been. There's a lot of references to past yes. things, so he sends out kind of a, a help, uh, mental, brain energy request to the Norn Queen. Back on Earth, the Destroyer has found Thor. He is trying to, uh, trying his best to to defeat Thor, to destroy Thor as it is, because that's what his his purpose is: is to destroy and. Thor was there when he first came to life, or not first came to life, but came to life this time. And so he's trying to destroy Thor. Thor's trying to get away, finally finds a way to um, throw down a large portion of the, uh, the fortress that he's in down onto the destroyer, um, hopefully, you know, destroying him, but at the very least
1: slowing him down. Uh,
0: waylaying him. Uh, he uses Thor, uses the opportunity to get away, and there's the Thor image, recolored, mm-hmm. but that's that's the Thor image. So all four of the pics on the cover are actual panels taken out of the book and put on there. So, That's cool. Thor decides that what he needs to do is he needs to get back to the human's body whose brain now inhabits the Destroyer. Um, so he does, and he grabs up the body just as the Destroyer gets there and says basically... You know, look, I know you're not going to do anything because this is your body. And when you get done, you want a place to rest your head, (laughs) so to speak. And the destroyer is like, no, I'll I'll still destroy you. And, you know, as soon as I build up the energy, I'm going to pummel you with this one giant blast of energy. We cut back to the Norn Queen who has received um, Loki's request for help and has decided to help him. She does so by coming to Odin in a dream and warning him that something is, is up with his son, that he needs to fear for his son. And oddly enough, I believe all she says threatens the son of your heart, and automatically he says Thor. Thor. She didn't say Thor. He said Thor, as opposed to Loki. i curious. So he goes uh, down into one of his chambers, and there's this big, like, scrying... Um, crystal, a big thing hanging from the from the ceiling, and he uses it to to view what's happening, and sees the Destroyer and Thor fighting, and the Destroyer, you know, about to to lay in the big wallop on Thor, and Odin cries out, and Thor hears him, and you know says, you know he he recognizes the voice, but please don't interfere. This is you know, this is a battle I need, to, I need to fight. I need to win on my own. The destroyer uh, kind of comes to his senses and says, yeah, I can't really do anything while you're holding my body because I don't want you to uh, destroy my human body. And so he, uh, he sends his consciousness from the destroyer, who now becomes inert, uh, kind of like a statue, back into the human body that comes to life. And so the human body, of course, doesn't really have a chance against Thor, you know, doing anything. So he decides he's going to try to to trick him, and in in the process of trying to stop him, Thor destroys the floor, and Thor and the human fall to lower levels, you know, through levels, whatever. They finally get out of the fortress, just as the fortress is crashing down because of this damage that Thor inflicted. probably previously, but also in in trying to stop the human. So now, um, you know, Thor is basically safe. The destroyer is not animated anymore. It's down there by itself. Odin uh, is happy that Thor was able to get out of this, and so he kind of tells Thor, you know, good, I'm I'm glad you're okay. Oh, and by the way, bring Loki to. So they go on and get Loki and bring him back, and um, Odin you know tells him, I, "I know that what was going on could not have been just because of Thor. you know he had to have had help, and I know that help was you. I don't care what you say. So your punishment is going to be you have to become the servant of the royal Warlock Ularic, Until Ularic feels that you have done enough to be released. And so uh, Loki kind of skulks away, you know, going to report to Ularic. Uh, Meanwhile, thinking, uh, in essence, mumbling under his breath about how all this is wrong and he's going to be...
1: He's been wrong.
0: When he does that, he's going to be Thor and they'll learn and see and all this stuff. Back on Earth, uh, Thor releases the human that had been the Destroyer, had animated the destroyer, and uh, decides he's going to, you know, go on his merry way, but he finds that his hammer being all busted up he got his hammer back, but I don't remember exactly when he must have just picked it up Yeah, Uh, it, it doesn't fly right, because it's all busted up, and he's like, well, you know in order to get anywhere, do anything, I gotta fix this so I need to get back to my you know, North American home to fix this Uh, I'll I'll be able to, to do it up right there. But I can't fly. Oh, so he grabs one of the Norn stones that Loki had, which is his entire reason for being on Earth right now, was to find this bag of stones, and uses one that has the power of levitation and allows him to fly home, in essence, North America, because they're in... What was it, Vietnam or Korea? Probably Korea. Probably
1: Korea.
0: That's where this hidden temple was of the Destroyer. Uh, The last scene we have is Loki being the step-and-fetch-it to this Ularic. And again, you know, mumble, mumble, mumble. uh, You'll see. I'm not defeated. This isn't the last of me. Yada, 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 yada. Yada, yada. The uh, creative team for this issue was Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, writer and artist. Uh, Vince Coletta inker and artist semimic letterer now somebody made mention about you know us putting a little bit more time into the art um, that that will definitely be easy when we talk about Thor 620 you'll see why when we get there um, the art in this to, to my eye is very standardly jet Kirby this is um, you know th- there are Places where Kirby details, where he typically details, uh, the destroyer I think is madly detailed. Uh, machines, cityscapes—if he has those—are usually pretty pretty well detailed. Didn't really have any of those in here. A lot of actiony, kineticy kind of art, always showing. Every panel has movement, motion, something like that in it. There, there are there's no. There's
1: fire, or there's something breaking, or there's something crashing, or.
0: Yeah, even, even when people are talking, somebody is is standing in a pose that you know he just moved into as they started talking. Mm-hmm. So, I, there there doesn't seem to be very much static, uh, in in Kirby's, art, in, in my mind
1: like, the the panel of Odin, after they woke him, and he's like, stand aside. I have to find out what's going on with my son. That panel is so full. I mean, it's got Odin in his lovely furry boots, which I want a pair of. Yeah. That's and his cool big old furry coat, which I would also like to have. But the panel is just full of guards bowing, kneeling, standing, following him to, to, to go with him in case he needs help. I mean, it's just... The whole panel is just full of detail.
0: Yeah, it's, it's got the, he, he's he's put in it like the, the full retinue that would follow a yeah, king.
1: an entourage.
0: While other people are doing what they would be doing as the king comes up and passes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all in one mm-hmm. panel there. The, um, the inking, um, I'm not, sure. um, let me see, was it inking or coloring? Yeah, okay. The inking was Vince Coletta. That makes me think that the coloring may well have been done by Kirby. Um, I'm not really sure. Might not have been. They might not have been naming color artists really at this time, so I'm Mm -hmm. not sure who did the coloring. But I like the coloring. I like the inking. Uh, I will say that I think that the inking on, on Kirby here is a little heavy. It doesn't take away too much from the... The, the delicateness that Kirby does, but it does take a little bit away. But I like the inking because it sets up nicely boundaries and borders for the coloring. And I like that, and we will get into a discussion in a little bit about places where it doesn't have that. Right. <laughs> so um,
1: I realize it's a comic book, but I like the fact that it looks... Like snapshots. There there are like you said, there are definite borders of the outlines of people and places and things. It's it's more like a real picture than it is an abstract.
0: Right. The the things begin and end. Yes. Thor ends here and the background begins. Mm-hmm. The sky begins. The grass begin you know, whatever it is. It's not like you have to kind of figure out, well, I guess that's not Thor's foot. It's mm-hmm. not you know. No. It's his foot. Yes. Between the drawing and the coloring, it is it is or it isn't. I mean, there's no... So... All
1: And we'll continue the story in 120 as we move along here. And it's a lovely picture. I really, really am digging this cover. It's Crusher Creel, who's green, which I'm not quite sure why he's green in the background, yeah. menacing looking. I don't know. But it's a very good hot picture of Thor working on his hammer. His muscles are bulging, and his lovely blonde locks are flowing, and he has this, a, a really serious look on his face. It's just a very good, I like this, pic, this cover. It's I like the picture.
0: shadows mm-hmm. on his arm and his face mm-hmm. cast by the flames. Flames,
1: yeah. It's yeah. just a very good picture. I really like it. And it starts with, With my hammer in hand, I knew there was a great black,
0: They could have found one in Wheeling, maybe, or or Cleveland. It had to be Pittsburgh.
1: Okay. Okay. The air. Showing them, you know, what a good thing it is. And then he tells them, thank you very much. He says, whenever my hammer strikes for justice, you will have helped. He gives them a little pat on the back. And now he decides to test it to make sure it will help him to fly. And, yes, it does. It's It's been fixed perfectly. But now he has. had to find them to take them to Odin to prove Loki had cheated on right. something. And it's not surprising that because he pulls them out and looks at them all the time, he has dropped one of them. And that's not carried forward in this issue. We have no idea what's going to happen with this stone, but there's an ominous destiny. Right. And he doesn't realize
0: it. And he doesn't, realize, and he's doesn't realize he's dropped one.
1: He doesn't right. realize he's dropped one. So he's, he's on, um, on Bifrost going back to Odin to give him the stones to prove that Loki cheated and Odin grants that Loki has cheated and names Thor the winner of the contest between Loki and Thor.
0: So does this mean that at this particular point in time Thor has the stones?
1: Yes. Okay. Well, now Odin has the stones because he gave them over.
0: Well, it's always good to have stones.
1: Yes, it is. That's what I've heard. So Odin wants to punish Loki in some way, and for some reason, I guess because he's such an honorable guy, Thor is like, no, let's not punish him. We know how he is. Let me beg and plead for him. He cannot help the evil that he does. That's just the way he is. And Odin's like, well, okay, he's being punished anyway. Then we cut down to Loki with Ularic in the laboratory of wherever they are. And Ularic is treating him like the step and fetch it that he is right now and telling him to, to bring him a cylinder of elixir and... Not to spill any, please, which could either be that Loki has spilled something before or he's just trying to belittle him, which it could be. If I was put in charge of the king's son and could tell him and do anything I want to do with him, I might try to belittle him a little since he's so cocky.
0: Well, plus two. You know, he must have really messed up. He wouldn't even be here.
1: That's right. So. That's right. So, of course, the whole time Loki's getting the cylinder and step and fetching, he is saying this isn't fair, and I didn't do anything to deserve this humiliation. and I am the equal of Thor, and I'm more cunning, and I'm going to get out of here. And Oliver, Ularic is yeah. like, why are you being so quiet, Loki? And he's like, because I'm planning something. What? You dare threaten me? And he's like, it's not a threat. And he sprays some kind of suspended animation mist on him. And gets away, hides the body, so Odin doesn't come and find that Ulark is missing. He hides him in this little cylinder machine-looking thing and then lowers him down into this hole so that nobody can find him. And he goes back to the lab, and he continues working on his latest plan to defeat Thor. And while he's doing all that, Thor's just sitting around going, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. There's nothing to do here, I'm bored. So he goes to Odin, and he says, please, 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 let me go back to Earth, please. The minutes here are dragging tormentingly slow. Odin's like, I'm tired of your whining. Go on. So he swooshes him back to Earth in this lovely beam of light. What does he do? Swooshes. Swooshes. Yes. Okay. And Thor gets back to Earth, and the first thing he thinks of is Jane. He hasn't seen Jane in weeks he goes back to Dr. Blake's office to try to go through the window that he normally goes through, and it's locked. He's like, what? Why is it locked? Why is there no one in there? And he feels this sense of grave danger. So he goes, and he peers in the windows, and there's nobody in there. There's no Jane. So he says, I better turn back into Dr. Blake so that I can get into my office and see what's going on. The janitor sees him and says, where have you been all this time? And lets him in. He's like, there's no patients, there's no bookings, my office is a shambles, what's going on? And lo and behold, here comes the landlord with, where's my rent? Where's my rent? And Donald Blake is like, how can you speak of money? Jane Foster's missing, I don't know what's going on. Where's my rent? I'm going to go find out what happened to Jane, you'll get your rent, where's my rent? And so he leaves, and he as he's leaving, he passes by an old patient, well not an old patient, but a, patient, a woman who was a patient of his, and she makes it very well known to him that she's seeing the charming new doctor across the hall and intends on continuing to do so, and good day, sir. So he has to leave because he has to go find out what's going on, and the landlord's still following him going, where's my rent? That's just like a landlord. Yep. So shaken by doubt and worry, Don Blake kind of gets a little too close to the wall and hits the cane <laughs> on the wall, and poof! Turns into Thor, and here's the landlord going, where's my... Thor? Um, Have you seen Dr. Blake? I need my my rent.
0: Where's my tenant?
1: I need my rent. And Thor's like, he's on the elevator. Go that way. And Thor by now is very rattled because he didn't mean to change into Thor at this point. So he's trying to get out of there so that he can have some time to think. And he's like, I've got to do something. There's two, two... Vast an area for me to search for jane i gotta go get the avengers so he goes to the avengers place and finds out that the avengers are no longer the avengers that he knew they are now Quicksilver, silver scarlet witch and hawkeye not iron man giant man and what was the little ant no
0: uh it'd be iron man giant man the little woman thor captain america wasp
1: wasp wasp and the only one that remains is Captain America. And Thor's like, I am not dragging these children. That's what he's thinking. And he's thinking they're young whippersnappers. And I'm not dragging them in. I will leave these brash, arrogant youngsters, and I will go do something. I will fix it myself. He says, just tell Captain America an old friend came by. And he's sitting on top of the building going, what in the world am I going to do? Jane could be anywhere While all this is happening, there's something going on in space. We cut back to Loki. And he has all these lovely Jack Kirby machines yes. all around him. Yes. with That are just Jack Kirby. doing all. They're, they're, they are just machining and sending out particles Bubbling into the infinite foaming space. And, yeah. They're just they're just working up a storm and they are looking for something. And Be- what,
0: because, I have to say this. Mm-hmm. They are manufacturing macro meson particles of limitless energy. That's what Loki is using to search with.
1: And he has finally located what he is looking for. And it's this lovely mist of helium vapor that's out in space. And those of you who have read Journey into Mystery or who have been following along with us on our journey here know what he has found he has found the helium-vaporized crusher creel. And unerringly, the macromazion bullet shatters the helium cloud, bombarding it with countless particles of living energy. And slowly, new elements begin to emerge and reshape the dormant matter, and it assumes human form.
0: What does that mean?
1: I don't know, but I'm not a scientist.
0: It sounds cool. Though.
1: It does. It okay. sounds so- really, really cool. And then we cut back to Lucky with his lovely machine that's doing all this, and he's like, everything is set. The stage is set, the players are ready, and the tragedy is about to begin. He's such a drama king. When we cut back to Earth, and and Thor has been sitting atop of the building trying to figure out what to do, and he sees this camera crew down on the street talking to somebody. He's like, that's it. I'm going to get on TV, and Jane's going to see me, and she's going to find me, and I won't have to worry about it. But as he's on his way to interrupt this camera crew, this orb comes from out of space and he feels like he cannot help but feel that he's supposed to go follow it. So he goes and follows it. It lands. It starts wiggling and and looking like a bowl of jello. And out of the orb comes Crusher Krill, Back stronger than ever. Alright. So
0: there we are at of issue 120 Journey into Mystery Crusher has been brought back to Earth Jane Foster is missing and Thor is right in the middle of it mm-hmm. alright moving right along warning warning we're going to be talking about Thor 620 of the current volume so we'll give all you folks that don't want to spoil a chance to switch off or turn to another podcast Uh, give us probably about 20 minutes or so and we'll be done with the discussion 25 minutes so break alright well we're back here with Thor 620 a pretty he manly uh, fighting kind of stance taken by Thor and Odin they're kind of back to back facing off against the many minions of the world eaters people that are the world leaders I should say. And now uh, as, as we will bash the man later on uh, this cover isn't too bad. No. Everyone is fairly distinct. Um, I can't quite tell what this thing is that Odin is supposed to be holding. Uh, Thor has a sword and a hammer. See that? Th- I mean what
1: I'm not sure either. Uh,
0: Yeah, it looks like some kind of boomerang boomerang or or something something. he's holding in both hands. Mm -hmm. But everyone is distinct and and separate, and this this may well be the best picture in the whole book.
1: Yes, it may well be.
0: Uh, The book is written by Matt Fraction, drawn by Pascal Ferry, uh, far from being his best work. Color artist is Matt Hollingsworth. Perhaps this is far from being his best work. And the letters are by Workman. The letters seem fine to me. The book opens with uh, Odin standing. Looks like he's he's doing maybe some sort of spell, Asgardian magic-y kind of thing. And we see a bunch of people laying around at his feet that appear to be other members of the Asgardian races that that came to Asgard for help against these planet eaters, you know, looks like maybe they've been defeated or something like that, and Odin is the last one standing, something like that. But then we see that from what Odin is saying, perhaps these Asgardians are meant to be laying on the ground like this, as Odin is casting some sort of spell over them. We cut to nearby Broxton, Oklahoma, uh, which is being battered by the storm caused by the intrusion of the planet eaters into our dimension uh humans but also again various members of the different races of asgard that are there looking for help apparently they didn't find the help in asgard so they went on to broxton and they're kind of mixing with the regular folk into just a big um mishmash of of uh refugees almost, something like that. Mm -hmm. And then we see uh, Kendra, uh, who is like longing or feeling something unspoken, Uh, and then one of these other creatures uh, looks like maybe he's some kind of troll, I guess, kind of tells her in his own rough words what's going on, and that's basically that their dimension is being attacked by people from another dimension, and the final outcome could well destroy this dimension.
1: So, so do you think that all this showing of Kendra, because she was in the other and the, and the women were bringing her food and, and now she's in, do you think that somehow she's going to play a part?
0: She could. Um, she she has been a, a, a not prominent, but she has been quietly a part of, of several issues. Now we haven't seen her for an issue or two, but yeah, there was the moping scene with the women and the food, and then this scene. She doesn't really say anything.
1: No. Uh,
0: but she is disturbed about something. She's crying here. And then, you know, she's walking with her head up, letting this fall on her. This this all could be, you know, what they're playing into is her still mourning over her husband. Bill. You know, could be something like that.
1: Okay.
0: Hopefully it's more. But it can't be much more because there's only two issues left before the book restarts. Okay. So, All right, we cut back to Odin uh, here on the plains outside of the fortress of or the castle Asgard, whatever you want to call it, and the actual main force of the planet eaters has, has come upon him. And they're feeling kind of happy for themselves because here they are, uh, very vast in numbers, and here he is, Odin, all by himself. You know, so they're like, Oh well, is this the best they can throw against us? Well, you know, golly, we, we've we've got it made. And basically Odin says, Well, you know, if you think I'm all there is, then you're you're sadly mistaken. And out of the ground rise these giant creatures that dwarf Odin by eight or ten times as far as stature. And we see that the Asgardians that were laying about have become these
1: huge
0: uh, humanoid creatures called the Blood Legion. Or, not the Blood Legion. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Asgardian Blood Legion.
0: Yeah, Blood Legion. Uh, One of which is carrying a very large hammer, so the assumption is is that that's Thor.
1: Plus later on.
0: Right. Right. So the World Eaters lay into these giant Blood Legion peoples while Odin takes the opportunity and attacks Uthana Thoth himself. Or himself, excuse me. So the two head dudes get it on while all of the other minions are getting it on. Thor really seems to be. Cranking it up. I mean, he's got the big hammer, mm-hmm. and he's still doing his Thor things in this other form. Uh, we cut back to Broxton. A nice little touching scene uh, between just trying to, I think, impart some humanity into this story that is much bigger
1: mm-hmm. than mere humans. Yes,
0: kind of, kind of grounding it a little bit. Uh, we see Thor, who is perhaps succumbing to being attacked, being over uh, being outnumbered uh, Odin is still fighting away Thor uh, kind of flashes back in his mind to a conversation that he had with Eric Eric Solvang Solvang. uh, a doctor that kind of started all this in an earlier issue, and thinks back to something he said which um, in turn kind of sends Thor doing something else in the midst of this battle. Um, Odin is starting to succumb also to being outnumbered. He gets stabbed, uh, he gets shot in the back here, uh, he kind of falters and falls to the ground.
1: But they want to keep him alive, because they right. want him to see Thor die. Right,
0: they want want him to see, uh, basically they want to beat him utterly, not just kill him.
1: Well, they had to watch their son die.
0: Well, yeah, that's kind of different. He died in battle. So, uh, meanwhile, Thor is off doing his thing. He's he's in Odin's trophy room, and we see Odin here saying that you know, basically, he knows what Thor is up to, and you guys don't know what Thor is up to, but you should be concerned about what Thor is up to. And the final panel is a full page of the Blood Legion Thor clutching uh, presumably the Sword of Odin, I guess Mm -hmm. is what it's called, in one hand. And a rather beat-up hammer in the other hand. And Uthana Thoth tells all of his Thothians to attack the Blood Legion Thor. And so, there we there we end it. So, uh, the story itself is starting to grow on me. Yeah. I think it's been drug out a little much. It's a little long. My biggest gripe is what I consider to be some of the poorer artwork I have seen in a comic book in a while. Uh, I, I can't help but think by looking at this and comparing it to other Pascal Ferry I've seen, but although also other books coming out now, that this art just smacks to me of somebody that's just phoning it in. Uh, for you guys, I mean that he's just doing it for the job, doing it for the money. There's no thought, there's no soul put into it. It's just a job. The artwork seems very indistinct.
1: To not not to be it's not a pun, it's sketchy.
0: Yes. It's, it's
1: very yeah, sketchy. It it's like somebody sketchy. sat down and sketched something and in just a couple of minutes.
0: From what little knowledge I have of the process, it seems that Ferry has sketched this and then the color artist Hollingsworth has attempted to define the figures in the picture with the coloring. Uh, I don't happen to be a fan of that. I like inks. I like bold lines where one thing stops and another thing starts. That's
1: Well, I'm not so not fond of the color palette that so, he's chosen. Well, yeah, in.
0: but, I mean, you know, I, I can, until this story is over, I can push that off as, well, you know, dimensions are colliding. Who knows what those colors would be? Okay. There's a lot of reds. Okay.
1: And pinks and purples a and yellows. A lot of mute,
0: mute colors, though. Uh, just am not am not happy with the art in this. and I haven't
1: been since
0: neither. dude got on the book uh, when Fraction first got on the book he didn't really work for me either but mm, the story's coming around a little bit you know I guess maybe I just needed give him time to tell his story I wish he'd have told his story with somebody else um, so don't don't like the artwork not at all okay um, next episode, we've got lined up issues 121, 122, and 123 of Journey into Mystery. Uh, also, Tyrion and I are hooked up to start doing some special episodes that we want to do. Each special episode, will, we will discuss one particular miniseries of the many miniseries that have started and finished in 2010. So far, we have lined up to do the Iron Man Thor mini, Thor First Thunder, Thor for Asgard, Thor the Mighty Avenger, and Warriors 3. On tap soon is also going to be Astonishing Thor, Loki, and Thunderstrike. Now, the first one we're going to do is probably going to be Thor First Thunder, because it's supposed to be a retelling of the origin of Thor... And so my thinking is that from that point, that will be the origin that people will rely on when they're telling Thor tales. So that'll be the first one we do. Uh, we also have a guest review uh, that we're going to talk about in that first special episode.
1: Um, we haven't of, forgotten you, Way. We're just holding you off for something special.
0: Right. One one of our listeners, Way, sent in a review of a mini series that began and ended before we started the podcast, and so he felt since it was before, we probably wouldn't go back and pick it up, but he had recently got it and read it, and so he sent us a uh, an email uh, in which he had done a, a quick review on it, so we'll include that also. Um, case in point, if anybody else wants to do something like that for these special episodes, that's cool. Uh, if we're done with the special episodes, we'll try to squeeze it into one of our, our two regular episodes each month. That's cool. Another way to, to get more stuff going and, and to interact with the folks that are listening. You know, that's always good. Uh, if you do want to send something like that into us, uh, you can send us uh, something written or uh, an audio uh, that you recorded to the Podcast at gmail.com. Our website is... Comic book noise slash Thor. We have a Facebook fan page for the Mighty Thor podcast. What else? Facebook? Uh, we do have forums that you can get to from the uh, Mighty Thor uh, website, comic book noise slash Thor, if you want to. Do and last but not least, um, I don't think I've ever mentioned this before, uh, I also have a Twitter account, M-I-S-C-A-T-O-N-I-C, Miskatonic, on Twitter. Uh, and actually, just about anywhere else on the comic book internet, if you see the name Miskatonic, it's probably me. Um, if you guys do find us on iTunes please uh, leave us some feedback on iTunes, leave us a review. Ultimately, that will help other people find the show also. If you really want to help, you know, people find the show, that, that's probably the best way to do it. Um, any other social media avenues?
1: Not that I can Terry, think of. I don't I, think there's too many more out there, actually. That I know of?
0: <laughs> Facebook and, and Twitter. Um, I also have been playing on one called Get Glue, but that doesn't really apply to any of this. It's a different kind of thing. So, okay, well, that's the show, I think, for this episode. Um, If you guys um, want to get in touch with us, please do. If you just want to, you know, be quiet and listen to the show, by all means, that's fine. There's not a problem with that. Terry, anything else you want to add? No. All right, well, uh, that's all for us today. Episode 17 is a wrap. Episode 18, as I said, will be issues 121, 122, and 123 of Journey to Mystery. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you with episode 18. Talk to you later.
1: Bye.